now we present an encore presentation of Protect Your Assets with David Hollander. Well, the dynamics of the stock market have changed. And that was largely brought on this week by the Fed. The Dow Jones was down 0.3%. The S&P 500 off 1.3%. And the NASDAQ, I'm sorry, down 3.9%. Back to correction territory for the year off 12.4%. The 10-year Treasury has moved higher to 2.71. I mean, think about that. We're sitting here in early April. The 10-year Treasury is trading at 2.71%, finally turning into positive territory of 1.2% for the year. But think about that, 2.71. It was just a short period ago. We were at 1.7. Remember that? Oil is at uh, $97 a barrel, and uh, it's up 30.2% for the year. Gas Natural gas this past week. I'll talk a little bit about that in a minute. At 635 BTUs, highest levels we've seen since 2008. Why? I'll answer that. And bonds. For those of you who've been holding bonds, as you remember, we did a show a couple weeks back. If you missed it, go check it out on my podcast, Protect Your Assets. Uh, but bonds were down 1.9% this week to be down year-to-date 7.3%. So if you've been holding bonds... Uh, measured by the aggregate bond index, boy, you're feeling the pain. So the dynamics have shifted these past two weeks in the market. Why is that? Well, I'm seeing it in a couple areas. First of all, you're seeing a rotation in what we call sector leadership. And this could be driven by the rising tenure. And the market's saying right now that it's getting nervous about an economic slowdown. If we start with stocks, this is measured this past week by the defensive sectors. They have outperformed since late March. If you look at utilities since March 22, they're up 8%. Real estate up 5%. Consumer staples up 5%. Healthcare up 4%. But here's what's interesting. Here's where I'm seeing the, the dichotomy, if you will. The cyclicals and the financials, they're down. They've lagged. The uh, cyclicals down 5.25. Financials off 3. But why is this? Because typically, as you see rates rise, those two do well, but they're not in this case. And so it's come as Treasury yields, particularly the 10-year, has risen from 2.38, March 22nd, to now being 2.71. That's one of them. And also, the other uh, analysis you could say that comes from this, as the market is pricing the Fed discussion that came out this week. And a big part of that was, as you know, the Fed minutes were released midweek, and the Fed talked about how, again, the minutes talk, The minutes are the, uh, the, the secretary digest, if you will, of what was said at the meeting. And the meeting showed that multiple Fed's officials who vote are going hawkish, and that they're saying that they could be raising rates quite a bit. In fact, the May hike we've been talking about by 50 basis points is a sure thing. It's going to happen, uh, according to this, and most likely we'll see it again in June. And so this is uh, causing the bond market to tell us that the Fed may be too aggressive and may raise rates higher in the short term um, that will kill this economic recovery. And that's what the market is starting to slow show by the slowdown. 
Now, here's why that might be not true. And here's where the bond market is being contra to the stock market in some respect. And again, calling things out. This is what's so fascinating to me. So think about this. We've been talking forever, you know, about the 10-2 spread. You know, I've been talking about that. The the two-year two yield, two yield getting greater than the 10-year and causing an inversion, which is usually a signal, one of the signals again, of a, of a recession in the horizon. And as we know, this has fallen relentlessly the past several months. We've been studying it, following it, and it's happened. But this week, we saw a material turnaround in the 10-2 spread. In fact, it went the other direction. Now it's a 20 basis point differential. And that's significant because uh, it happened so quickly and it was a result of this, these notes that came out. So the point I'm trying to make this morning about this is that the Fed sounding so hawkish over the past two weeks, you would normally expect the inversion to continue. But that's not what just happened. It, it actually went the other way. And so this could be a positive. Now, why? This is fascinating. Why is this? Well, because <clears throat> I think the bond market is saying that the Fed's going to chicken out. <laughs> they're going to chicken out and they're going to stop tightening at some point here because the growth is going to start to stall as measured by the stock market. Now, that I'm saying this this morning. This is a bold call. I'm making it right now. But what could happen then to your stocks? That's what you want to know. So let's, let's look at the technical level on the S&P 500, shall we? And now that I'm saying that, here's what the outlook could look like. Because if you look at what's happened to stocks lately, you could say that the stocks are signaling that there's going to be a recession because the market now starting to slide backwards. But I'm going to say again this morning, I'm not going to say that's that's bearish. No, I'm going to call it being neutral. Okay, not neutral. And and here's why from a technical standpoint on the S&P 500, I'm going to call it being neutral. The rally that we just saw, it was pretty significant. The rally that happened from March uh, mid-March through the end of the quarter was pretty pretty stellar. It was up around 10%, and it stalled, period. Uh, it's now starting to fall backward. And the S&P 500 is trading uh, between the, the levels that we've been talking about. But what I want you to write this number down and, 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 and study this number, because I think right now the, the stocks are somewhat overvalued, meaning that the support level to watch on the S&P 500 is 41.71, okay? 41.71. Now, that would be the support level. If the market broke through that support level, then that would signal a further down, down number. Like what, Dave? Well, I'll tell you in a minute. Right now, remember, Friday we closed at 44.88. So we have a ways to go to get to 41.71. But if we get there and we break that, that would initiate what we call more technical type selling. And that could cause, uh, again, the algorithms and so forth to kick in. And so what that means is we could see it drop to 37.63. Now I'm basing all these based on multiples and numbers, et cetera. Let me give you an example. Right now, the market is trading on a earnings per share target on the S&P 500. Again, remember the market are always forward looking. This is a big deal 
to explain to you that economics that I talk about, economics are present day, meaning economics show what the market's going to do now. The market predicts what the future is going to be, what the future of the market should be valued at. So when I say earnings per share of $226 a share with a multiple of say 19 to 19 and a half times earnings, that's future looking. And if you do that, based on what we're seeing right now, you're looking at a trading range in the S&P 500 of 42.94 to 44.07, with 43.51 being the midpoint. Okay, so that's the general trading range. But if things get worse, then you could see, and what, how would things get worse? Well, again, technically, if S&P broke 41.71, you could see a drop to 37.63, all right? So you heard that this morning. That that's what that's what the market is telling me. So you're asking, well, are we are we going to have a recession? What's going on, Dave? What do I need to know here? Okay. Well, what I'm saying is, from an economic standpoint, and from the bond standpoint, and now the stock market, we're seeing these signals that we are slowing down, but. I'm going to say I don't see a recession this year. And that's largely driven from the fact of the economics that I'm looking at now. I don't want to bore you with that this morning. And I'm not going to do that to you. But I just want you to know the bottom line is the latest batch of data that I'm looking at implies that the growth overall is slowing down. But it's not to the level of a recession, at least not at the moment. All right. There's a lot that's going to happen. And that's why you, you turn in these market segments because you want to know what's going on. And, you know, I will tell you. So so this is what's happening right now. And I don't want you to get overly concerned. All right. If you have a well-balanced portfolio and and you and you have a target and you have a financial plan, then you're in probably really good shape. If you don't. Well, then I'll later in the show give you something you can do about that. Uh, let's talk about natural gas. I told you I'd get around to that. So this is kind of interesting. This week, we saw a pop in the price of natural gas to the highest level we haven't seen since 2008. I mean, think about that. That was a long time ago. None of us want to remember 2008. But uh, one of the things that went up a lot was the price of natural gas during 2008. And we just saw it again. Now, some may say, well, oh, that's a signal we're going back to 2008 again. Well, maybe. But again, it's just another indicator. But what caused it this week? Well, there was news that there was going to be a blast of cold weather this weekend in the eastern half of the U.S. That started it. Of course, the Ukraine war continues to drag on, and that affects the regional supply, which, of course, drives the price up. U.S. inventories, they're hovering below five-year averages, which, again, is just supply-demand economics. And there's also a lack of reinvestment by the E&P companies who, uh, who do this. So that, that scrunches out the output. And so we saw natural gas prices jump this past week 5.47%. Think about that to uh, 635 BTU, which is the highest level we've seen since 2008. So how can you make money on this? Well, natural gas is volatile. And the support levels on it right now are 609, 5.72, and 541. If you see those uh, prices triggered, that could be a favorable entry point for you to consider uh, maybe adding some of that to your portfolio.
Now, for the week ahead, uh, economic data uh, this week will be the core inflation number. The Fed does pay attention to that. And so if we see that getting worse, again, that's just more fuel to the fire for the May 15th raise that I am now calling at 50 basis points. And that is my market segment. Investment advisory services are offered through Liberty Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions. The strategies mentioned are not suitable for everyone. The information expressed is not considered your specific situation or objectives and may not be appropriate for all investors. Past performance is not indicative of future results. To better understand the risk associated with investing and how it reacts to different market conditions, listeners should always consult with their qualified investment professionals, financial advisors, legal or tax specialists and conduct their due diligence before making any financial decisions or taking any action. The legal information provided on the air is not intended to substitute for callers hiring their lawyers to advise them about personal legal matters. Investments involve risk and unless otherwise stated are not guaranteed. Liberty Group LLC paid for the following program and the host's views and opinions do not represent those of the station or its ownership. California Life Agent number 048569. Persons engaging the services of one affiliate of Liberty Group LLC companies should be aware that each company is operated separately. You're listening to the Protect Your Assets Radio Network.